0: But I'm thinking of stopping Instagram and like, get out of that, move into YouTube, however. Hi,
1: striving artists. Welcome back to another episode with me and Stefan. We are here recording a bunch of episodes for you. We're so excited. Um, If you're listening to this, it's early in the new year. We have entered a new decade and Stefan and I thought it would be nice to... Think about the past year, so 2019, reflect on what worked, what didn't work, what we want to leave behind, what we want to take with us, talk about some goals, and we thought it would be fun for this to be a recurring episode every year. Um, hopefully, this podcast is going on for a long time, and like, imagine having 10 years okay. worth of these. We're, oh, we're planning so to cool. stick here
0: for a long time, so if you are we're listening and you are in for the ride, we'll see you again next year for the next episode with... Yes. Uh, where we talk about the same questions and the same answers, hopefully yes. better answers every year.
1: Of course, but Stefan has a really great uh, thing he does on his Instagram story where it's a template where it'll say like in you know 2020, 2021, whatever the upcoming year is, you list a couple goals and there's you know a handful of categories. I think there's like what ten of them or so, yeah, nine or ten. Eight, yeah. And we thought it would be fun to go over them. Um, but first, we I think we'll talk about a couple things from the past year and then we'll dive into that and it'd be so fun in like 10 years to just play them all side by side.
0: That is true. <laughs> and then even list them, see like how we've moved on. And again, this exercise, you can do that too. You can uh, go on on my Instagram, check out the, the templates, the free templates that I have. You can also just listen to it and then write down, think about it as well. Like t- take your time to reflect Think about the next year or the year in front of you um, to to really think of where you want to go. So it's not just a, oh, I just happen to be here, which is also very nice. Like thinking of lettering, like I just happen to be here and still every year I try to set some new goals, try to think of what do I want to achieve. And um, actually, I, I, I looked at my last year's post and what I've done, what I missed and all that. And man... I was pretty much 80% of all the things that I wanted to, I didn't do. Or there were just like some things that were just too high. But um, some goals I definitely met. And this year is going to be a new year.
1: Well, you know what? I've been thinking about it. And I actually just wrote about this in the upcoming homework post. This is not timely because this is happening late in December. So anyways, I've been thinking about that lately about goal setting. If you... Reach all of the goals you set, it probably means you didn't set your goals high enough.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Uh, yeah. And so the reason I've been thinking about this is because I'm guilty of doing that. So, what I do, this is my logic at least, I set very realistic goals mm-hmm. to protect myself from future disappointment. And it's just a protection strategy. It's not wrong. Um, it's worked for a lot of years and it helps me because I'm a very Soft, emotional person. um, At most times, uh, it helps me to yeah save myself like future pain. However, I've had a big shift in mentality. I think it's been brewing over the last couple years, over the last year in particular. But I realized that I'm actually doing myself a disservice by setting all these very realistic small goals. I'm moving out of that phase, and I was like, what if I set some kind of bigger, scarier ones? because wherever I set the bar is the limit, right? If I think that the maximum you know, budget that a client is ever going to have for me is $10,000, that's as much as I'm ever going to charge because I'm coming into it with that mentality. And so I'm less concerned about hitting all my goals for 2020 because they're going to be bigger. I'm more into the idea or the practice of raising the bar and seeing what that does for me like emotionally and mentally. I also think that Building some resilience to quote unquote failing is good for the long run yeah. because if I'm operating out of a place where I'm trying to protect myself and pad myself from ever getting hurt, I'm not building up any skills to deal with any big failures or big bumps in the road either. And so for anyone who's listening who resonates with what I just said and who has done what I've done, I had a change of heart this past year. And I in 2020, I want to set some bigger goals and push myself and be fully prepared to dream bigger and fail bigger, but know that that's going to be a bigger learning and growing experience. Yeah. So, Man, yeah, I I good. think that it, I've always admired you, Stefan, because you set big goals and you're not afraid to do it. And I think it's important for our listeners to hear too that you don't hit all your goals. Uh, I was speaking with my friend Andy J. Pizza, who does the wonderful Creative Pep Talk podcast that I'm sure we've mentioned a million times here, who he said that what he used to do was, he would start the year and he'd write down five clients and projects that he he wanted to work on, dream projects, didn't matter how ridiculous it was. And then he would reverse engineer it where he'd be like, okay, these are my five clients and projects that I would love to get in this next year. And he would try to make work to attract specifically those clients and those projects. And he would tell me, he was like, yeah, like, I, some years I didn't get any of those like, but just setting that as the destination helped him push himself and Mm -hmm. get closer in that direction. As long as you're moving in the direction and you have the momentum, that's the most important part. I think
0: like I've been listening to the infinite, um, the infinite game uh, by Simon Sinek, the, his new book. And, and it's kind of like, he, he talks about there are people that always hit their goals And it like will always go up and down and then suddenly like Mm. they hit their goal. And then there are some people that won't hit their goal, but you see their trajectory and it's going up. And, And he said, like, I'd definitely hire someone. I'd rather hire someone whose trajectory is going up but doesn't necessarily hit their goal instead of someone who's kind of like up and down and up and down and then hits their goals mm-hmm. because you know the trajectory from the other person will always go up and up and up like he's on a on on this on a ride that is a going the right direction and exactly mm-hmm. and so i like it if we think of like we only achieve something if we hit our goals then yeah definitely we we set ourselves up for either like 50/50 either we reach it and depending on how likely this this goal is like it's not 50-50 but it's maybe like there's one in a million chance that you gonna get this and there are some things that you just don't have any control over like maybe this year is not the year where starbucks gonna need some hand lettering maybe they're just gonna change it all up and just go for all good old fonts there's like s- some stuff like that that you don't have any control over but you can like mm-hmm. again like andy j pizza is that his name andy j pizza no. no,
1: his name his name's Andy J. Miller, but
0: he goes by Andy J. Pizza. Andy J. Miller, <laughs> but Andy J. Pizza. Now I'm hungry for pizza. Mm. But yeah, so exactly. anyway, like the way he went is like he was trying to get those those clients and, and trying is is kind of like putting yourself out there Um, might be weird, might be uncomfortable, but you're actually trying to to do something and, and make it better. So that's why, yeah, setting your goals up and you said like, you are not afraid of setting those goals high. Like I'm very aware of the goals that I set. I'm also usually in the realm of like, you know what, this is challenging, but as soon as I set it, like I'll pursue it. And, and again, like, like last year, one of the things that I wanted to do is like less of Netflix. Mm -hmm. Definitely not, did not do any of that. What I did do, however, was less of Instagram where I kind of like, took a whole month off and and spend less time Amazing. on Instagram. So there's still some good stuff in it. And and sometimes you can see kind of the, the direction you want to take. So without further ado, let's look one first of like the 2019 highlights. What are your 2019 highlights, Lauren?
1: Ooh. Ooh, one thing I want to point out to you is we decided to record this episode on the spot. We didn't do any pre-thinking yep. or planning for this. So you're getting to hear us talking out loud um, we thought it'd be the most authentic way right. to do this because so many times when I read, and I love reading these like blog posts or watch videos from people whether they're going back over the year, you know, year in review, what I would do differently, what I would you know what I would keep the same. If it's a blog post, they you know wrote it, they edited it. Uh, maybe a video is on the spot, but. Yeah, we're thinking out loud here and talking out loud. So you're in the studio with us. It's
0: raw. It's real. (laughs) Whether it's morning or
1: night, if you have your coffee, you have your wine, you have your water. Water is probably the best option. Always water, anyways. (laughs) Twenty nineteen. Oh my goodness. Twenty nineteen was a really pivotal year. I honestly thought twenty eighteen, like back in twenty eighteen, at the end of it, I was like, wow, this was the year that like I really grew and changed, but like. This year I think was that too. It's, I think, I think about time in terms of a year, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, we think in these increments and I think that the change has to occur within like the year, but my, I've been evolving for the last couple of years and we hopefully all of us will always be evolving. But this year was a big one. And it was the first year I tried to make an active effort to ask for help and Divorce myself from the idea that I have to do everything and I have to be busy in order to be, you know, valuable and in order to be successful. And it's still a uphill battle because so much of building a freelance career as an artist does usually come from a very scrappy, hectic, like overworked first five years. Yeah. The great thing about freelance is you can... Start with very little resources, but you are your biggest resource, I guess, your time and your energy. And so that usually gets depleted because you don't have a lot of money when you start. And I'm not struggling anymore. My business is working and I'm getting clients. Um, you know, the compound interest is starting to compound in a way that's paying off that I can see. Now it's like, okay, you know, I am really scarce on time now. You know, I, I feel like I have to kind of buy back some of my life. So I've been trying to make more space for me to relax and to create and I hired my first employee, I got a studio space like it's been a big move to try to now that I'm out of that first 5 year grind and it the timeline differs for everybody of course. I've had the last year and a half basically be this like next phase where I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's working, it's launched. How do I sustain?" Mm-hmm. What I've built for the next 30 years, that is the next leg of the journey. It's kind of like a, you know, a plane taking off and, you know, getting off the runway and then you're on cruise control um, or you have to make the big leg of the journey across the Pacific Ocean or something. So I've been trying to actively implement more mindsets and practices and systems in my business that are sustainable for a long time versus a quick sprint that I'm going to burn out and like need some time off, like... I'm trying to figure out a way that my business can be profitable and not too stressful. Um, Because those two things too, I think, are something that I'm still learning how to shed of the idea that the amount of money you make has to be proportionate to how hard you're working. And the only way to make more money is to work harder. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to marry those two things Mm -hmm. together because I'm, as an ambitious, creative person, you are already predisposed to thinking you can do more than you actually can, and to pushing your limits. And so, I've also been thinking a lot too. Yeah, just about like what the business looks like, what my, you know, what my goals are in life to try to shape the business around that. Like, I was thinking about so much of the last I don't know seven years of me starting up my business has been. Kind of shaping my life around my business because mm-hmm. my business was my priority, mm-hmm. and I always think it will be somewhat of a priority because I love what I do. Um, that's uh, very fortunate, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know, who am I without my work too? Like, what do I like to do? Which is why I still make an effort to craft and cook and you know do other stuff. Maybe someday I'll take up exercising. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Hey, there, there might be that day in 2020 where you start exercising.
1: It's <laughs> so true. Set, it's set, so set true. those
0: goals really high, Lauren. That's good.
1: that's good. Six pack by the end of 2020. Whoa, that would be a great goal. <laughs> to, to sum it all up, I'm going on a tangent now. 2019 was a big year in terms of thinking of my – I looked at my business through a completely new lens of – Oh, this is for the long haul, oh, yeah. and like in the back of my mind, I've always wanted it to be for the long haul, but I've never acted like that. I've, I will admit that the first yeah five five years of my business, I worked in an unsustainable way, and I've talked about this. Um, I actually talked about this in my Adobe Max talk. That tends to work in your early twenties. Yeah. You, if you have, if you are fortunate enough to have that window of your life, like when you start your business and you. Your entrepreneurial spirit kicks in in your twenties. You have more of a resilience mm-hmm. and more of a ability to work harder, and you're most likely you have fewer responsibilities. You might be single. You um, you know don't have a mortgage or anything yet. Like no family to support. So that is arguably this, this like perfect window of time to work really really hard to push everything else aside. And uh, it's not that you can't do it later on in life, but I do acknowledge that like the way. I've worked and like, I don't know if you'd say the same for yourself is, is not as hard as I want to work every year. I want to work smarter, not harder. Um, and so yeah, that was the biggest shift this year. Like I think in the last, maybe in the last couple episodes we recorded, I talked about realizing halfway through this year that like business wasn't going to be as good as the year before and feeling really down about that. And I actually hadn't, I rarely said like Sales targets or financial goals for the year because I, money's never been my number one Mm -hmm. motivator. But when I, when you compare year to year, like we tend to do, you know, at the beginning and end of each year, I was like, oh, did I regress? And I don't think I did. I think I just focused on other areas of my business and like the business Mm -hmm. still made money and was profitable and like I had a good time. And yeah, I think I, I think that the most pivotal thing about 2019 was thinking of my business in a new lens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was probably the highlight and being able to like hire somebody and kind of build a company is kind of cool. But then I think about too, like, what kind of company do I want to build going forward? Do I want a team of 10? Do I want a team of two? Like, do I want to, what roles do I want to play in the business? Because what I don't want to happen, because I heard this happens a lot with studios uh, when an individual expands is like, you expand your studio, you're taking on more work, you have like more notoriety, but you as the artist end up just becoming the manager and you're not doing as much of the art and you're doing more of the business. And I think the unique thing about you and I is that we like the business part too, but I like the art part more. I can say with a hundred percent certainty, I like the art part a lot more. And so thinking about how I'm going to build out a team to support me and that kind of comes back from reverse engineering. Like, what do I want? Like, what do what makes me happy? And how can I just focus on that and figure out ways to work around right. having other parts of my business that still have to run? Like, how do I get help there? I'm trying to think of any low lights of 2019. It was honestly a pretty solid year. I would say, yeah, I didn't have any big... Flops. Like, I never consider anything really a flop too, because it's just an experiment. Yeah. You try stuff, you think it's gonna work. Like it's impossible to have, like it's very hard to have zero expectations when you go into stuff. But I tried making new courses and new products, and some did better than I thought, some did worse than I thought. But I'm glad I made them all. Like yeah. and so, so yeah. Off the top of my head, that was 2019 yeah. for me. What about you? It's, Give me a little. It's funny. Highlight low light, whatever. <laughs> well,
0: it's funny because you got like three things that I feel like I hit exactly the same thing. Like I uh, got a studio, I moved into a studio, I hired someone. Yeah. And, and the same thoughts about like, how do I do this long-term? Um, Those were on my mind for the last probably couple of mm-hmm. months. That I'm trying to think of how do I make this long-term? Like I look at like a uh, Jessica Hesh uh, and Martina Floor and like, these um people that have been in this industry forever and like they're kind of like in their groove it looks like they're in their groove where it's like you know it's flowing um they know kind of what to expect every year it's it's nothing like super surprising um along and and i think we're still in this phase where it's like what opportunities will present themselves to us like like what company will ask us to do something and hopefully this will be amazing what will be the piece that will maybe define my career this year and so you're kind of like mm-hmm. battling this this thing where it's like hoping like oh what's what's next thing on the list and and if you think like that i feel like we're like trying to to push super hard and and to, to do every year while we're forgetting that, like, man, it's like maybe the next 30 years, maybe the next 40, 50 years, we'll be doing this and we'll be enjoying. Like, my dream would be to be 80 and still love what I do and, like, get to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not lettering. Maybe it's something else. I don't know.
1: Stefan's Bacon Pizzeria. Hey,
0: who knows? That would be pretty epic. <laughs>
1: that sounds like a fun retirement yeah. thing. Just bacon pizza. like making pizzas for people yeah
0: like if you enjoy what you do then it's definitely worth it like i had so much fun hiring the first person it was like a big phase step of of like like will this work is yeah. this good for you like does it actually uh-huh. does your business need someone else like you've been able to do it for yourself like by yourself all along and and right now mm-hmm. i'm even thinking of hiring the second person uh part-time for for another a job and and so many things that I've learned in this year. So 2019 was definitely a, a great year for me to learn new things. Yeah, take some big leaps with the studio with hiring someone. Uh, probably like the biggest expenses that I've ever had, and mm-hmm. and also highlights is just um, what else like definitely for me starting to host my own workshops, taking like these new things like even trying to to sell my book online, like selling signed copies. Like mm-hmm. I've never done that before. And, and I was like, maybe this will totally tank and fail. And who knows? Like, and it almost did. Like there was one, uh, there were two shipping and handling fees that weren't discussed before. And luckily enough, the, the, the publisher, um, that sent me all of these, they, they agreed like, all right, we forgot to, to tell you about these prices. That wasn't like in the quotation before, so you were suddenly surprised with like a price that was higher than what I paid for the books. and so when I went on Instagram mm-hmm. to ask for help in this in this particular area, it was it was hard because I was thinking like man this this whole thing with the books never gonna work again. So all these things yeah. were like very interesting uh, things to figure out and to to try out and I hope that 2020 will bring the same same thing where it's like, am I willing to take big risks? to calculate a risk, not just like dumb risk where you just like do dumb stuff. Of course. <laughs> and yeah, like thinking of like, all right, how how can I invest my, my time, my money, um, my brand uh, wisely? And where do I take it to the next step? Like right now, and this is totally unofficial and that's why we're doing this podcast is you guys get to hear it first. Uh-huh. But I'm thinking of stopping Instagram and like, get out of that move mm-hmm. into youtube however mm. or or some other thing but like with this infinite striving game artist youtube channel <laughs> yeah exactly like who who knows where it's taking us um but yeah there are definitely some things there's like we've talked about this uh the striving artist retreat like getting people yeah. together on, on on a retreat like having some great days that off feels balancing balancing kind of like the resting balancing creativity balancing kind of business uh thinking and like getting people together and like yeah like i've been enjoying these workshops so much like getting to know people oh, um meeting best. people it's hearing but it's yeah amazing yeah two two days one one uh after the other it's just it's it's uh gives you like has a big toll on your voice for me it's really interesting to think about like how do we do this for the next 30 years like how do we do set ourselves up to do this for the next 30 years because it's great when you're starting out and if you are listening and starting out then absolutely like full speed whatever you can do uh, you're gonna love it you're gonna try out new things and there are so much new things to try out especially when you're starting out but as soon as you're a couple years in it's like all right like what's the next step how can i improve this how can i do that and i still feel like we're i'm still taking these massive steps as i go and probably as years go on like we'll still be taking these massive steps but yeah the question is like even for me i'm asking myself like which part do i enjoy most do i enjoy the art more or do i enjoy actually the business side more and i love the business side like i could i could probably just do business if i still have like some creative outlet or if it has to do with creativity, where I can like encourage people, like see where I can push people, um, challenge people mm. to create more, and and so yeah, there's a lot of interesting That's true. avenues.
1: Because lettering isn't the only like vehicle you can do that with. I actually, yeah, again, was the same conversation I had I had with Andy J Pizza. Um, we were talking about uh, like online education tutorials and stuff, and he. Has never really put out any. He's an illustrator, but he doesn't put out illustration tutorials, Mm -hmm. doesn't make brushes. Like, he's only interested in helping people with their creative career, being more strategic, like the higher level, like, you know, creative philosophy stuff. And I, it made me think, I was like, yeah, like Andy is a great illustrator. He's worked with some great companies, but people mostly know him for Creative Pep Talk and like the kind of perspective he brings to that. And, we were chatting and it's like identifying our zones of genius where we really shine. Like we could be good at other things. We can be good at a lot of things. A lot of creative people are good at a lot of things. But where is that spot where like you really come alive and it makes you excited and you could work on it in your sleep, like all that stuff where it just mm-hmm. flows. And that can change over time for sure. But I realized like I've been trying to think at least what is my zone of genius? Um, it's somewhere, it's an intersection of art and business for sure. Um, maybe more leaning towards art right now. But at the same time, it's like, cause I've been thinking, you know, like when you, the advice people will give sometimes is like, ask your audience what they want from you as a way to, if you're stuck for things to make or if you're trying to figure out your next business moves, that can be a way to get some ideas. But also, if you lean too heavily into that, it can pull you away from your zone of genius because you're just catering to what other people want. And so, for example, the, the the example I would give that I've been thinking about is, do I make like more beginner lettering tutorials? Do I make, you know, like coloring and texturing classes and whatnot? Do I make, you know, like a mural painting class? Because I have a chalkboard lettering class. I have a lettering class, like that stuff. But when I think about what is exciting, but also what has been the best uh, thing to build my brand on, and like the even the most profitable, all things point to like passion projects, creative marketing, like less about the technical lettering. Mm-hmm. Even though people ask me, "Do you have Procreate brushes I could buy? Do you have lettering worksheets? Like all the technical stuff?" I don't think that's my zone of genius, which is weird to say out loud on this podcast because I'm a lettering artist. And I think it just shifts over time. And I've been thinking a lot about like, oh yeah, where do I want to double down? And so when you say like, you might stop posting on Instagram and focus somewhere else, I 100% support you because Instagram's cool. I mean, everything is a way to as a re- as a way to reach other people is a great tool. Um, but if I find that when I'm not excited by a platform anymore or it's not serving like my message. Sometimes I'll just quiet down on there, like, or what you could do is like, focus on your YouTube channel and doing video and hire someone to just kind of post on Instagram for you. And Instagram could be more of a distribution yeah. channel for you than an actual thing you're yeah. managing and maintaining. That's amazing. That's incredible to be able to do that. I want to be you when I grow up. Someday. <laughs> Maybe I'll follow in your footsteps a couple years later. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh...
0: I think we're, we're both way ahead of each other. So
1: we're, so one thing I I realized is we're all really far ahead of other people in some areas and really far behind in other areas. And that's just the way it it is. is. Like, I think that's why it's so necessary to have conversations with your peers or to have like a trusted inner creative circle, because it's impossible to set the standard for yourself that you have to be a genius in everything. You have to be great at everything. It's better to be good at a couple things and then have support in other areas and to be inspired by the way other people think in their zones of genius. That's
0: very true. <laughs> Man.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that your 2020, your new decade, is off to a fantastic start. And yeah, keep on, creatin'.
0: keep on creating. Keep on creating. No, it's awesome. All right. See you next Monday. And- Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Striving Artist Podcast.
1: If you enjoy this episode, we'd be so grateful if you shared it with a creative person in your life who would too.
0: It would help us a lot if you could also rate, review, and subscribe to the Striving Artist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or SoundCloud.
1: Since we're relatively new to podcasting, this helps to rank the show and get it in front of more striving artists out there. Oh, and one last thing. Stefan and I would love to hear from you. Believe it or not, we're both real people who read messages. So please feel free to send us an email, DM, or better yet, ask us a question via voice message on Anchor.
0: We would love to hear from you.
1: Head over to strivingartist.com for all of our contact info.
0: We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.